How is everyone doing out there? We want to say thank you. Uh, if you called in, if you're listening, Nikki and I say thank you. We're, uh, we are grateful to have this platform uh, from the priesthood. We're grateful to Ampu and Ju who have opened doors for us. And so here we are. Here we are. Nikki, Nikki, you want to say mm-hmm. something? I am just piggybacking okay. on what Coley Cole said. We are grateful for everybody that's listening in today. We are grateful for the priesthood and sharing their platform with us. And I think we're ready to have a good time today. Yes, yes. Uh, if you got the link, uh, you know, Nikki and I, of course, funny, funny story, uh, the quantum, how the universe works. Uh, we, we tuned in to Ampu and Ju and, and the priesthood. Um, and I, I'm going to start off real quick with my testimonial, and then I'll at, we'll have Nikki share hers. But the funny thing is, okay. is we both live in California. Yes. <laughs> We literally live how maybe twenty minutes from each other. If that, if that, fifteen minutes. We are probably fifteen (laughs) twenty minutes down the road. Now I am Nicole, and she is Nikki. Uh, We both have one child, a daughter. Uh, So a couple years apart. My baby is coming up on her third birthday, and my daughter's five. Uh, So it's just been. it's the synchronicities and the uh, similarities, which are much like Ampu and Ju, have been uh, very comforting. I find it very comforting. It made it real easy yeah. for us to kind of get into it and, and just kind of talk and vibe with each other. Um, very briefly, I came to the priesthood. Uh, I was listening to YouTube videos. I was listening to Brother Rich, Underground Railroad, and he had a show about manifesting money. And, you know, hey, who I want to manifest some money, and uh, Ampu and Ju were on talking about, you know, just plays, energy, visualization, things of that nature. And while I was listening to them, I was out hiking on my favorite trail, and I, I looked down on the ground while they're talking about it. I had this good feeling. I had some goosebumps going because I felt like, oh, these brothers are really talking about what I have come to know for Nicole. I looked down on the ground, and I found $5. So I'm listening uh, uh, uh. to a, a show, yeah, about manifesting money, right? And I literally found $5 on the ground. So l- 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 needless to say, I joined that day. Like I, the next day I joined the monthly, uh, the monthly. And so, you know, that's just one of many I'll be sharing. But, um, Nikki, why don't, why don't you just talk about how you came how, how we came to well, be, how, how about another synchronicity? We both found the, the priesthood through um, Brother Rich's channel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and same thing with me. Um, and I think the first lecture that I heard was Jew speaking. Uh, it's the lecture uh, titled Year All Gods. And I'm like, oh, I want to know what's up with that, you know. So, um and, and as, you know, after I heard that, and I'm like, oh, my God, this information is dynamic. And um, later on um, in another lecture, because after that point, I'm, like, trying to find as much of the priesthood as I can, you know, Googling, you know, trying to find them on YouTube and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm literally just, just trying to find as much of their information as I, as I can get my hands on. And then later on here in June, tie it back to Neville Goddard, who I was familiar with, but, you know, that, not that familiar. So here it was, you know, uh, a couple brothers who 
I can call brothers. They look like me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Giving this information yeah. in a way that is so it, you know, it's so powerful, it's so dynamic, and it's so relatable and easy to understand. And so, um, you know, from there, I didn't actually join the um, monthly subscription until it must have been um, just November of this past year. Um, for I, I had never um, checked out the the website until later on down the line and I'm like, hold on, I heard them I finally heard them mention uh the website and I'm like, let me see what's up and then I see um, you know, the the offerings for the monthly subscription. So I became a quantum member and still am a quantum member um now and am loving, 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 loving um this information. So yeah, I, I the the one of the biggest things, one of the biggest things I've gotten is uh tools for changing my self talk. And mm. that thing simply, simply changing the conversation that's going on in my head has changed my life so drastically. So drastically. Um I just, I mean, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I am living proof, <laughs> you know, um, that that this information is 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 very valid and applicable. So, um, yeah, that's that's my testimony. <laughs> we have some good stuff. So you joined in November. I joined in September. So we, wow, <laughs> again, we just we're just right <laughs> right behind. We're right there with each other. Right, we are right there with each other. So. Um, you know, when we when, – and it's always how it happens is uh, we work with Ampu, and so uh, I believe, Nikki, you had been talking and discussing a possible show, and then I think right. I texted him that morning about something, and bada-boom, bada-bing, he says, hey, you two are in California. You're right down the road from each other. Let's go. And yep. um, I know for you and, you and I, when we met, we got all excited, but action is, a, is, a, is another step. Right? I mean, you can get inspired and you can have revelation, but taking that step, taking that action, right. jumping off that cliff and saying, I'll figure it out on the way down, is I just want to thank you for helping me with action because I really felt that when we first met that your energy was like, okay, cool, what are we going to do? <laughs> and I'm like, well, let's talk about it. Let's sit it. Let's, okay, we got it. step one and the papers. And you know, you just kept emailing, hey, Cole, where are we at? Where are we at with this? So I just want to thank you, sis, because I, I mean, I love your energy. I love your energy. So I'm just oh, grateful wow. that we're sharing this platform together. And uh, the show is called It's That Easy. And um, for, for those of you who you are, you want to talk right, a little bit, Nicole, easy. about wh- how we got to that name? It's that easy. What, what are we saying is that easy? What are we saying? It's that easy. And I think you hit on it when you said changing the self-talk. Um, mm. Now, when we say it's that easy, it's literally just that. You can change your whole world by changing your self-talk. Mm. It's that easy. But the right. practice of it. <laughs> right. Now, that is something, that's why I love what we're going to be unrolling in the next eight weeks with our shows. We're just going to get into the real-life case studies that we see the, and, the, and the application. Um, you know, first and foremost, we are not here to tell you how to do it. We're just mm-hmm. here to, to show how it's manifested in our lives. And, you know, my personal hope is that for everyone on the line, don't hear Nikki and, 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 and Coley Cold or Nicole. Just hear, if you can hear yourself, 
That's mm. the key. The key is to go, you know, the key is to go, you know, because we're going to be sharing personal information. We're going to be sharing our lives. But we don't want you to just sit back and listen and learn about who we are. You know, our hope is that when you get a little hit, a little like, oh, you know what, that reminds me, go there. Go with right. what that reminds you of yourself. It, it, and it is that easy if you will just allow yourself to go with your hits, your intuitive hits, your, you know, when she was talking, that guy, and that's how we came to It's That Easy. We, we met uh, for our first meeting, and we started talking about different topics and what we wanted to talk about. But at the end of it, we were like, you know, we make so much of this mm-hmm. process. We make so much of the journey. <laughs> right. That oftentimes we don't, we don't stop and laugh and say, you know, it is, it's as easy as flipping your thoughts around. It's as easy as, uh, and this is my takeaway, so go ahead and, and join in. No, I, you are totally on track, Coley Cole. That, that, I think that's ultimately what we're saying is that when we think about this thing called life, this, this thing called this spiritual journey that I think we're ultimately on in this growing process called life, the, the things that seem so simple in doing our work, shifting the way we think, sitting down and just being quiet and being still for a moment, right? As simple yeah. as those things actually are to do, right, and at, at least in, mm-hmm. in, in theory, as simple as they are, is equally as powerful and impactful as they actually are to the greater experience of our being, like, it's that easy. <laughs> it seems Ooh, too good to be true, that was fire. just that, was that fire right easy. there. Ooh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm looking back for that. I wrote that down. That's just as powerful <laughs> to our experience. Can you just sit down for a second? Can you just sit down? <laughs> can you be still, Nicole? No, I sure can. I can. I can. I gotta. I gotta check my Facebook. I gotta check my email. <laughs> um, so I love what you said because. You know, we're just going to get right into it. Um, you know, our first conversation, and, and these really are just conversations. This is, you know, two beings, two light beings coming together to, to amplify, you know, experience in hopes that we're all going to pull little nuggets away. Um, so we encur- I encourage anybody, if you, if you get a hit and you're comfortable, like email us. Um, you know, oh, we have to put our contact information in there. To email okay. us, and because I would love to know, and I think I can, I can work that out here. Uh, we can put it in our our contact information if you want to contact us. Our email, um, if you do get some type of realization or something, share it with us because that's going to yes. help us. Chime in We're on both. the line, I ask questions. <laughs> yeah, raise your hand, and I'll, I'll figure out how to to get you on here. Um, but we. <laughs> We all know, like, two lights coming together creates a greater angle, and that's our. We want to amplify a positive vibration, and we're going to jump into the conversation of unconscious addictions. Um, uh-oh. I'm just kind of going to read here. Uh-oh. <laughs> we have to have an engineer with our music. That's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> unpacking the layers of uh, force and manipulation that are used to mask fear of failure, not being good enough, or simply not knowing another way. So when there is fear, when there's a, 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 a lack of confidence or a concern of not being good enough, enough, 
or are simply not knowing another way, we tend to go into force, which is completely opposite of what Nikki was talking about by, you know, shifting perspectives, sitting down, meditating, being still. You know, we tend to go into um, force and manipulation. Um, and so, you know, we're going to talk about our observations of how uh, unreal, unrealistic expectations and the fear of being out of control. Now, when we talked about this, we really kind of hit on that, that, that we, we kind of said there's like an epidemic of this fear of being out of control and perceived as being out of control um, and how those things lead to experiences that they don't really align with our heart's desire. Um, and so our hope is that as we conversate and we share our experiences is that we can grow, uh, you know, more awareness of, you know, how to tell the difference between the ego and that higher inner state of being. And I'm going to, I'm excited because I'm going to have Nikki share uh, the testimony about the uh, traffic <laughs> incident today. Oh, uh, God. But, 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 yes. You're going to and Yes, I will. That, and that, you know what, that experience has continued to deepen for me, like, week by week. I still go back to, like, yes. the little old man. That's what I call the experience, the little old man, right? And I love that. So, yeah, um, I learned so much in that experience, but what I, I kind of that was one of those moments I think will go down in history for me where I'll kind of pat myself on the back like you did good kid, you yes. know. Um, so I, <laughs> so yes. I had yes. this experience. But we're gonna save it. We'll save that. We'll save oh, that. We'll save okay. that. We'll save that. Yeah, because okay. I feel like your story is 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 that it. So we'll let's okay. go through some some case studies. Um, yes. You okay. know, one of the one of the first things we have on here is the bullying of our children. And, um, you know, when we talked about it, it's hard to see uh, people grow up differently. But for those on the line, you know, Nikki and I, there is a, a cultural overlay, which is mm-hmm. being black in America. You know, and okay. as women, oh, you, you gonna take it there today, okay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? We gonna jump in it. We gonna, we gonna jump in. I know the people who have dialed in. They are. I, I know this priesthood platform. So, you know, if there's a cultural overlay. Not to say that we're not expansive beings, but we are women in a physicality. We have melanin. You know, we have melanin in this physical yeah. realm, and there yeah. is this sense of the bully, like the, the, the black woman who, who has to be so strong and, mm. you know, has to have it all together and she's the matriarch. Mm. And it's not like, hey, baby, how you doing? Like, our, I remember growing up and that was my perception of a grandmother. A grandmother mm. was like, baby, come on in here, baby. And then it shifted. I don't mm. know what happened, but it seems what, what, to have what is it shifted. What <laughs> <laughs> I said, what is it now? But I, I, I'm agreeing. I, I think it has shifted, but now it's, a, it's now? taken on a different tone. It has de- taken on a different tone. And so, you know, the bullying of our children, can you talk to us? Let's just lay out the case study, what it looks like, and then we'll, we'll kind of we'll piecemeal it okay. together. Okay. So, um, I, I, again, Nicole and I 
were talking about, you know, things we wanted to talk about in the show, different concepts and ideas and experiences that we've had to, you know, lend us the ability to, you know, look into some of these situations. And for sure as well, I want to relate it back to myself because what I what I think about as I you know, um, observe different um, situations, I'm always looking to myself to say, can I see myself in that situation? Can can I see a little bit of me in there? You know, why why am I observing this, right? So um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, when we were talking about the bullying of our children, that was something that came up was sort of this maybe um, – unrealistic expectation uh, amongst black women that, you know, we've got to be so strong. We've got to have it all together. And when life shows up and the real experiences of life unfold and, and those things start to reveal, you know, kind of the, the, the cracks in our exterior, then we we kind of get to this place of of fight or flight, right? I gotta fight mm-hmm, to mm-hmm, you know cover mm-hmm. up the holes in the wall so nobody can see that mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, or I mm-hmm. gotta run. I gotta run from everybody, and I just gotta you know um, repel and 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 keep everybody away from me, right? And mm-hmm. you know I I think about it in terms of we can all relate to you know. Um, women cussing their children out <laughs> like, like let's I've just you know put it on the table it. cussing your mm-hmm. children out i i saw a meme one time on social media it said that um the voice that you speak your, to your children in will become their inner voice when they're adults i'm paraphrasing ooh. here and i was ooh. like oh what and I could see how that is true, right? And 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 of course, after I saw it, the synchronicity had to pop up, right? And and I I went to pick my baby up from daycare, and um, her teacher said to me, "Oh, you know, Dolly was so she was so sweet today. She was giving everybody love today, and she walked up to me, and my and her daughter who." comes to help her out after school and she was like and she told both of us how beautiful we were you know and I mm. said and, and for me it, it was just a, a, a very small you know quiet little voice affirming to me you're doing okay mom you know what I'm saying yes. but I'm always trying to be and I hear my daughter speak to other children or I'll hear hear her speak back to me and I'm always questioning to myself is, did, did she get that language from me? Is that the voice that she hears mm-hmm. me speak to her in? And so my, I had to ask myself after I saw that meme, what, what, do, what do I want that voice to be for my baby when she grows up? What, what do I want her inner voice to sound like? And in my mind, I'm like, I want it to be a positive, affirming inner voice. And I always think back mm-hmm. to that meme when I'm when I'm having different experiences with my daughter where I'm learning because I think that's a misperception that we tend to have in adulthood is that, you know, we got done growing at 18. Like, no, this mm-hmm. entire journey, <laughs> this entire experience mm-hmm. is about growing and learning. And she is my teacher. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so getting mm-hmm. back to the original topic of this unrealistic expectation of what it means to be a black woman in America and what that what your children mean. Are they a reflection of me? If they fail, does that mean that I've failed? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so I, I get back to that and I'm thinking about what is that voice? How am I how am I teaching my daughter? Am I demonstrating to her what it means to be brave, what it means to be gentle, what it means to be strong, right? And so when mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, you know, the, the bullying of, of our children, and don't get me wrong, I, I can I can relate to being frustrated with my child. And and that's the mm-hmm. thing that pops up for me. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll find myself, you know, I'm so busy with life. I'm so busy with my work. I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I, I work part-time. I'm a full-time mom. I've got so many, you know, hats that I'm wearing. And I get frustrated with her. You know, sometimes she'll mm-hmm. be, you know, walking or something like that, and she'll just trip over nothing. Like, she'll literally, like, fall down on the ground. And I'm like... What on earth really just triple <laughs> right? You know, and it's like when you're when you're in mom mode and you're trying to move and you gotta go. You know, it's it's time to roll. We trying to get out the door and you tripping over shoelaces, invisible shoelaces at right. that. You know what I'm saying? You know, so I can relate to it, and that's the thing that pops up for me. And I'll say, and it's funny because that thing will pop up after I've observed a parent who is impatient with their child. You know, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen mothers calling their daughters bitches. That is absolutely un- unacceptable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then it's like after I'll observe it yesterday, then today I'll have one of those really frustrating moments with my daughter, and I'm like, oh, you know, and I got to bite the cuss word back, right? And mm-hmm. I have to say to mm-hmm. myself, here I am learning the same lesson that the sister that I observed yesterday is also learning. So there's no difference mm-hmm. between me and her other than how I respond Awareness. to mm-hmm. the experience. Mm-hmm. Am I reacting or mm-hmm. am I responding? So we're constantly, you know, in our growth having to be aware of that inner voice, be aware of how we're responding or reacting to the world, but it, we're all growing, we're all learning, and 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 I'm I'm constantly finding myself humbled to the fact that I'm still learning too, and that's okay, you yeah. know. So it yeah. is. You said some <laughs> wonderful, powerful stuff. I mean, I you know me, I'm a note taker. It's it's all that uh, years of sitting in that classroom. And you know what I what I really loved about what you said is a couple of things is one and I you know this I just like to stop and break and just for those on the line you know you're probably familiar with this but she kept you know Nikki kept saying once I had an observation of something here came the experience mm, once okay. I made this observation mm-hmm. of this mom then I had this experience where I'm trying to get the house da 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 and invisible shoelaces are popping up invisible shoelaces are <laughs> popping up you know. And that kind of, you know, that's part of um, our awareness is that, okay, wait, you know, a lot of times we're not aware of what we're observing, but what I loved about what you said is you said, um, why am I even noticing this? Why would I, you know, there could be 10 people on the street, but if we're going to notice the one cursing out her daughter, what is that? What is that that we 
observe that because there's 10 other things going on on the street that some people walk by and didn't even see it. And, you know, oh, you go, hey, did you see that mom over there? And the person with you is like, no, I didn't see it. So I think it's key if we can, you know, one little, you know, light bulb moment for me here is that if you're making an observation of something, it is for you. It's for you. Negative it's for you. It's not, you know, it's for you. There's no judgment in it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I, I made that observation, and then you took it a step further to ask, why am I having this observation? And here comes the experience for you to practice what you said about your daughter when you said the teacher's said, you know, she was just so sweet today, and she was telling everybody that they're loved and stuff. And they, there's the check-in because you're clear about the impression you want to leave on your daughter. A lot of us, yes. when it comes to parenting, we're not clear. We don't have a, we don't have goals. We're just parenting. Mm-hmm. We, we have them, yep. and we're just Flying parenting. You know, people say, we're, we, I mean, literally food, clothing, and shelter. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anything. But you know what, Nicole, I realize that for some of us in this reality, and and again, talking about being, what it means, what's the definition of being a black woman in America, part of that definition is you're going to have a tough time raising them kids, you know, part of that definition is you got to do it by yourself. And Mm -hmm. so naturally what comes along with that Mm -hmm. is a level of frustration, the level of frustration, and I think we kind of touched on it when we talked, there is a level of fear because basically the world is saying if your kid turns out crazy, it's your fault. Mm-hmm. If your kid turns out an unproductive citizen, it's on you. <laughs> what didn't you do? What's wrong with mm-hmm. ooh, what, ooh, What's wrong with your parents? And for us, it's the mama. Ooh, or, right. or, you know, so I think when you have – uh, spirit, that's when force can come in because you know what force does? Force gets things done. It's it not right, it's not wrong, <laughs> but it does get things done. Force gets, mm-hmm. gets things done. And you can start to use force to mask that fear of failure. Thank I mean, you. nobody that's wants it. to be a failure. Nobody wants to be a failure, especially with another life. I mean, I don't care what level of awareness that we're at. As a parent, you want to see your child doing well. You want to see your child not stressed out. And for those who are, whether it's economy, whether it's, uh, whether it's relationships, uh, lack of family or the families that you're born into, the demographic area that you're born into, sometimes you're just born with a lot of obstacles and challenges. And so that fear is very well, real. And so force becomes a go-to. It's just a, it's like a tool we pick up. It's like a hammer. Mm-hmm. It's force becomes a hammer, and you start learning. You can do a lot of things, but you can get a lot of things done with that hammer. <laughs> you know, because visualizing, visualizing don't don't get it done <laughs> in, yeah. in the right now. You know, but force will get it done. If you know, we all have the mommy tone. We all have that look. You know, that look mm-hmm. that says you you're doing too much. You're doing too much, and, and that's a healthy part of parenting because we're teaching children boundaries and territory because they have to learn how to have that for themselves. We don't want them to be doormats and just open to any old thing that comes along. Um, but, you know, I, I really appreciate that you said there's no difference between me and the woman who's calling her daughter out of her name. There is no mm-hmm. difference. It's just mm-hmm. a level of awareness 
and in a level of awareness, not to say, hey, sis, you're doing it wrong, but you also have your awareness tied to a desire. See, your awareness is tied to a desire to be X, Y, Z for your daughter, to impress upon X, Y, Z for your daughter. And a lot of us, we just, a lot of us, like you say, we're just in mommy mode. Especially you're an entrepreneur, you're trying to be here, here, here. Your schedule has to be more loose and flexible. And with a three-year-old, hey, it, the world stops when she comes around. Um, right. And if you're doing it solo, you know, it's kind of like, but for those people who are just in the everyday of it, you know, my I have a cousin who has seven kids. Seven kids. But she has the temperament for it. I don't have the temperament for seven kids. <laughs> I don't either. I, I mean, you know, I mean, there, but there are people who love big families and, and it works and I've never seen her just get crazy with her kids. I've never seen her just fall off the handle. But I think it's because she's really clear. She's clear like I, I wanted this many kids. And so she, there's a, there's an inner voice in her that can speak to her to say, well, this is, this is what, you know, this is part of our design. This is kind of what we mm-hmm. wanted, you know, for those of us who are in situations where it's unwanted or, or or it came about in a way that we weren't ready for, again, force and manipulation just tend to get in there because we're feeling, you know, disappointed. Um, sometimes parenting isn't what it's – it's not all it's cracked up to be. I thought I wanted more than one child. Like, growing up, I was always like, duh, 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 duh. but I'm good. I have one daughter, and I'm good. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> it's, it's no joke. This thing is no joke. This, 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 it's, it's not playing with a, It's not playing. It ain't asking me how I feel either. It just keeps kicking me, kicking me, kicking me, kicking me. So I love to hear that you have a moment where, when you know, you get that outside where the teachers are saying, oh, this is what we saw about your daughter. Because I think, it, you know, maybe with the bullying, no one's taking credit to say, like, oh, that matters. But see, you're clear about what matters to you. And so, you know, one of the things we want to become aware of, if, if you find yourself in a – you know, a relationship with your child where it's just, it doesn't feel good. And you, you know, you, you know, somebody who's calling their kids out of their name and stuff like that. Maybe like they don't really even know what they want as, as a parent, they don't know what they want to get out of it, you know? And so it becomes this kind of, uh, kind of leading into our next topic. It becomes a toxic relationship, Uh right? Um, yeah, so we're going to segue. We're going to segue into <laughs> Let's go. toxic relationships. Um, and, you know, again, this kind of like what does that look like? Um, you know, do you have an example of a, a what have you observed? Well, I, I've definitely observed some things, and I want to share that in conjunction with sort of asking you a question and bringing it back to a point that you made. Because my observation and my opinion is that we <clears throat> we learn the, the the types of relationships that we can have. We learn the types of partners that we should look for. We learn it from the world, we learn it from families, we learn it from the media, we learn it from all mm-hmm. of these different outside sources. And so getting back to what's that inner voice? What does my inner voice sound like, right? Because a lot of us mm-hmm. think that, you know, that chatter that's in my head, you know, I, I can't do anything about it. It's just normal. I just got to, you know, 
go on, move on with my life and just figure out how to, you know, sort of work around that inner voice. And so Mm -hmm. that inner voice is constantly feeding us information about who we are, what we should expect out of life. No, you can't have that. Nah, you thinking too big. Uh Uh-uh, no. Nah, you can't you can't have a relationship that good. You already see on T V mm-hmm. ain't nobody having good relationships these days. What makes you think uh-huh. you can have that, right? So that uh-huh. inner voice mm-hmm. is constantly feeding us information about who we are, about what it means to be this type of person in the world, what it means to be a woman in the world, what it means to be a black woman in the world, what it means to be a straight woman in the world, what it means to be all of these different things. Mm-hmm. And so the toxicness seems to seems to be sort of a standard these days, right? You know, because mm-hmm. we've gotten confirmation from the reality TV that says, you know, relationships is going to hell. You know, you can't expect men to be faithful. All of these different expectations that society has programmed us to believe. But not only society, our families, right? Because we, mm-hmm. we do mm-hmm. tie our expectations back to you know, mom and dad. And so as I was thinking about that, I was like, wow, Nicole brought up a really great point, which is that, you know, this this fear in, in, in motherhood that sort of seems to come along with it, this fear of failure. You know, if your kid ends up crazy, it's on you. And so I wonder to myself often, I wonder to myself often what is the separation, right? You know, and, and, I can kind of answer my own question, and I'll, I'll dare to kind of step out on that ledge. Something okay. that I've, I've come to realize through just having relations or conversations with, with my peers, just people in general, what I'm realizing is that we've got to come to a point, because I think it's natural for the child to to shift from child to adult, right? And I think one of the natural things that happens in that shift, in that growing, is we get to a point where we view our parents as human beings, right? Our parents mm-hmm. become, oh, my parents were 20 when they had me. They were both bad shit crazy, right? But at 20, mm-hmm. who isn't, right? You know, and, <laughs> and so from that perspective, we can say, oh, wow, they're human beings. They, you know, whatever the case may have been with why our parents, you know, may have divorced when we were a certain age or why our parents didn't get along with each other. Some of the things that I hear from my peers in in talking about their expectations of relationships, their experience of relationships with their own parents, you know, you know, we still got brothers who are out here hurt because, you know, maybe my mom didn't let me see my dad because she was angry Mm -hmm. with him for breaking up, you know, but yeah. so that, uh, that's getting back to seeing our parents just as human beings, not mom and dad, the human beings that they are, and, and therefore mm-hmm. gaining the ability to see their choices from a very human perspective, you know. And then from there, I think that's the point that when we can separate ourselves from that, because I think what a lot of us tend to do is we'll notice those things as we become adults and say, you know, I didn't really like the way my mom and dad communicated with each other. I didn't really like the way my mom and dad, you know, 
were horrible to each other or whatever the case may be. And then we sort of internalize Mm -hmm. that, and that becomes this unspoken expectation of what our relationships now have to be like. And I dare to say that we have to grow to a point where we can detach ourselves from mommy and daddy, which is this really, you know, personal association that we have, and just view our parents as human beings and learn Mm -hmm. from the mistakes that they may have made. And also at the same time, be able to identify the good that they did, right? But And that's something mm-hmm. that I'm learning, um, and, and I've heard uh, Noble and Pooh speak to it many times. You know, we choose our parents, you know, so that's the other side of the growth that we have to get to is you picked them before you got here, <laughs> you know. There was a reason that you needed, and I was, t- I was actually talking with my, my own mother about this the other day. And my mom, um, it, my mom. One of the one of the reasons I know I picked my mother is is first of all for her creativity. My mother is insanely creative, um, and and I was able to to grow and nurture under that creativity, under the the seclusion that I had to be able to just sort of withdraw into my imagination as a child and just mm. go crazy with it. And now here I am, an adult, and I never lost it, you know, because oh. of the very specific type of nurturing that my mother could only give me, Right. So we've got to learn from, we got to figure out, like, why did I pick my mom? Why did I pick my dad? You know, mistakes and all, why did I pick them? You know, but mm-hmm. getting back to that original thing, I, I tend to think, and I'm very curious as to your perspective on it, I tend to think that the toxic relationship thing is very much learned. It's it's programmed to us through the negative talk that's in our heads. It's programmed through us to us through outside sources, i.e. the media. But I think a part of that expectation, to a certain extent, also comes from what what we experience at home. What do you think about that? Oh, I I just love to hear you talk. So let me just kind of, you know, I don't want to. I almost want to just give that a second to breathe. So if you're on the line, I encourage you to, to just join me as I'm just going to breathe in. Mm-hmm. Breathe out. I'm going to do one more. Breathe in. And breathe out. Because that was, that was, that was wonderful. I mean, the, the insight, the willingness to, to speak from such a beautiful place. Um, and what I loved is what you said about your mother because ultimately I heard that you have to find the appreciation somewhere. You've got to find something to appreciate about where you're standing and where you have come from. Because if you can't appreciate, how can there be value? You see, if you can't appreciate, and I've never lost, you appreciate, you've never lost that. Because there are a lot of us who have lost it. And that's why, you know, um, the IG group, Imagination Gurus, you know, people are starting to just reconnect to something that they do naturally. Right. But the program, there's such a program because the TV and visualization and you have all these images on your phone, 
it's just, it's, and I'm a photographer. I love to take pictures, so I get it. Um, but the fact that you are able to see the value in your mother's creativity and then have an appreciation for how it has played in your life at this moment, mm-hmm. how does that feel for you? I, awesome. <laughs> right? Awesome. I mean that feels. I mean, it, I, my sense is that that feels freeing. That's yeah. freeing because now That's you're free. not holding your mother's feet to the fire. You're not holding yourself to the fire for maybe disagreeing for X, Y, Z. In that in that one moment of appreciation, you're you're. I don't know your mother, but she's a beautiful person to me. Hmm. And isn't that what we want to spread? I mean. In my personal relationship, toxic relationships, I was 34 when I wanted to have a child, and I, I, I always say I drank the Auntie O Kool-Aid. <laughs> I drank the Auntie O Kool-Aid. The Auntie O Kool-Aid. I can do it all by myself. I have a bachelor. Oh, no. I have a math degree. I have a very good paying job, so I don't need a man. I mean, I drank it. I mean, I asked for, I asked for second you went and back third. Seconds. I was like, let me get some more of that Auntie O Kool-Aid, because you know, I was, I am blessed, blessed my father for just letting me have that experience. Um, but you know, the the toxicity of what it became. I mean, I look back now, and I'm like, wow, I just had that program running in my mind. I can do it. Okay, if, you, if you're less than X, Y, Z, then you don't need to be a part of her life. Boom. That yeah. is that simple for Nicole. Yet, Boom. I'm using force and manipulation because I'm like, hey, you want to come watch the basketball game? Wink, wink, wink. Hey, uh, what, let's, let's hang out. Wink, 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 because I want to get pregnant. I'm, wink, wink, I'm wink. all about manipulation at this point. I'm all into manipulation. I am like, hey, I got a, I got a big old 50-inch TV. Come on over, you know. I'm all into manipulation because <laughs> I'm clear that I just need to get what I need from this man, and, I, and, we, and we out. We out. We out. And I, I just think about the programming. And, you know, I look back now, and, and I'm, this is real personal, is that I think about the people who were around me, and there was really only like two voices that were like, "Yo, that's her father. Like you, you don't get this luxury. You don't get this luxury of choice anymore. That's gone, honey. That illusion of choice is gone. And um, I, there are more voices in support of the toxicity." Than yeah. there is for the quiet, and it's you know yeah. it's like you're sitting in a in a in a a tar pit, and you know somebody's in the tar pit, and they say hey you know they're talking, and you come along and you're like oh let me help let me help get you out of there, so you find a branch or you get a rope or you get whatever, and you start pulling them out. You think you're helping them, and guess what they're doing? They trying to pull you in. Mm-hmm. And then you end up in the tar pit, and now they're laughing and joking, and everything's great. And you're like, wait a minute. 
You know, oh, because here. here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, 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 and this is no judgment. At the end of the day, nobody wants to be alone. Mm. Nobody wants to be alone. Every, we are earthlings. We, we come from out of a womb. You know, we, we are intricately connected. Our heartbeats are intricately connected to one another. We're reacting. You and I are miles apart, but yet we are having an experience together. And nobody wants to experience a tar pit by themselves. So it's not necessarily like crabs in a barrel, like, oh, you know, they don't respect me, 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 me. It's just that their own desire for, for having somebody next to them to not feel out of control, to not feel like they're not good enough, it, it leads to these behaviors that, that, that pull us into this toxic relationship. And like you said, that is what is supported right now. Like you said, it's, it's the norm. Nobody makes it. What makes you think you're gonna, you're, you guys are going to last? What makes you, right. why, why does anybody get married anymore? What's the point? Nobody, nobody stays together. And so that awareness of um, how you spoke about your mother and then the awareness of detachment, um, a lot of times people, we get in relationships and we let that relationship define who we are because we didn't come in with knowing who we were. Hmm. We came in thinking we knew who we were, but we didn't really know who we were because I've done it. Oh, you don't know me, but I didn't know me. (laughs) (laughs) We got something in common. (laughs) You think you know me? You don't know me, (laughs) but I didn't know me. Like I was really talking to myself. (laughs) Mm. Mm. I was really talking to myself when I was saying that. But the, the detachment, I think you hit on it. The detachment of, not seeing our parents as end-all, be-all, they better get it right because if they don't get it right, it, 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 everything is going to go bad. I can't get it right. But that, right. That, that detachment of they are earthlings having their own experience. So I love what I wrote down is a detachment, what I heard you saying, what I wrote down, what I got from it, is actually shifting from expectation to experience. Mm. You know, because when you detach, you're going to let go of the expectation and you're going to allow your own experience, your mother's experience, your father's experience. Because let, let's get real, folks. These people were here but long before we were, we were born. <laughs> they had 20 years of their own stuff going on before. So they, we're supposed to snap our fingers and get it together? No, it doesn't, right. it doesn't work like that. So. Um, I, I think you made some great points, and I do think it's programmed, and unfortunately, it's in the music. It's very, you know, I I, I am not a, a pop, like, music person, um, and I really kind of went back with this whole new Beyonce CD, and I know people are going to be okay. like, oh, don't talk about it, don't talk about it, but um, <laughs> I'm going to talk about it. Uh, don't be scared. Uh, the, the whole tone, and I've never heard the whole CD, uh, but this is how it happened for me. So I made an observation, okay. like you said. I made an observation about this, everything that was swirling around it. This was all about somebody cheating. This was all about her revenge. This was all about just kind of just negative stuff, to be honest with you. And I I started Mm -hmm. asking the question, like, why would she want to put that energy out in the universe? She has a daughter who's going to see this later in life. This is infinite. When you make this music, you are sending ripples throughout the universe. Don't you think that's going to come back to you? And now her, because she's standing right next to you? So I started asking the question, like, 
why? If you made up, why not make a CD about making up? <laughs> and, and, you know, yo, I don't understand. Why are we going to drag it through the mud? What is this? What, what is this? And so slowly but surely, I started, I would just be on YouTube and it would be a Beyonce commercial. Or I'd, I'd look at something and it'd, and it'd be like concert here. So she, you know, that it started to follow me, right? Because I gave it an mm-hmm. observation, so it has to show up. And I just got to the place where, you know, I realized that you have to be clear about what you want to get out of this thing called life. Mm-hmm. You just have to be clear. If you, you know, because if you don't, it's just a default program. They're running a default program and whatever is selling. This is what sells, right? Mm-hmm. Drama, drama. Drama. This is what sells. This is what gets record sales because, you know, then Jay-Z gets to come out with his album now. But I thought he retired. What the hell? You know, mm-hmm. it, it kind of feels real. It kind of feels real planned and manipulative. Like, oh, no, this is his heartfelt. I have not heard it. I'm sure there are beautiful songs on there that are going to help and heal many people. I am just t- talking about from a perspective of watching the media uh, machine, yeah. okay? So I don't, right. I don't know anything about the CD. I haven't heard it, you know. And it's not for me. It's not for Nicole, see? So if it was for Nicole, I would tell you all about it. But that's not for me. That's not, it's not for <laughs> me. But I just, that whole toxic relationship thing, you know, you got these young girls out there, you know, singing these songs, repeating them. It's, it's almost like a chant. And I know you and I have talked about our daughters and exposure. And, you know, there's not a lot of India Arees out there for my five-year-old. You know, she no, loves not anymore. <laughs> she, she loves right. Beyonce, you know. And it's like, but what is that leading to? See, that's my thing is that these words, you know, they're growing up. I don't know, you and I are growing up. Our music, we still had a hint of we're going to work it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. We still had a hint. And then and there was some like, all oh, Keisha Cole. <laughs> Uh, Mary J came around, right? No more drama. Mary J came around. We were like, okay, cool. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. And now we're back to just, you know, it's like, oh, man. Ain't no love in these streets. I agree. You know what, Nicole? If I can just touch briefly on the Beyonce thing, because it was a little bit for Nikki. But I I saw the premiere of the the whole um, uh, video project that she did on HBO or Showtime, wherever she did it. Mm-hmm. And I thought the funny thing, and I, I, I agree, I did, for the most part, the, the playback that I was seeing in the media, many of the conversations that I saw socially that were happening were about, you know, this this cheating, you know, how everybody was upset with Jay-Z, this whole thing. The funny thing about it was I watched the whole thing. Um hmm Oh, the good. last See, that's why we're good part of the, the video, the last part of the project, mm-hmm. is actually about the reconciliation. And so I thought oh. that it was really interesting that, and, and it was beautiful. I, I thought it was a beautiful visual story. Ooh. I mean, of course we're talking about Beyonce. She's incredible, an incredible performer. Yes. But yes. when I first saw it, I was like, and, and okay. out of an entire hour, the first, 45 minutes of it are about the drama trauma, right? And I'm like, oh, God, no, Beyonce. You know, we don't need this, you know. 
Mm-hmm. And then I, I stuck with it. I stuck in there, and Good. I was like, okay. Here's the reconciliation. Okay, Here that. is okay. the extraction of the God, you know, the the the, the God the principle in mm-hmm. it, right? Because she goes into some deep uh, stuff in there. I mean, she she's got some I've audio heard. in there talking about the expectation of what it means to be a black woman in America. The expectation that our men are no good, that our men will, you know, cheat on us, that they'll do, you know, all of these horrible things. She actually brings those things up in the video. Now, was it manipulation? Yeah, it, it, it was. Oh, overall, it was about manipulation. It was about ticket sales. Well, it's but I still I thought that it's that it her was her art, but they do manipulate it, right? I don't really mean oh, like it's her time. sitting in a room being like, "Let's like, get oh, him. I'm gonna do this, and then you come out." But I, just <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I agree, and, and I, I didn't take you I to saying that, but I, thin, so I don't want to be like, "Yeah, yeah but she's phenomenal. <laughs> she, the, phenomenal. She's phenomenal. Right. She's great. So I'm glad to right. hear that the reconciliation is there, and I wish that would have been the the rhetoric, but that's, I think that's right. who we are. I think you right. and I in our show, because the first 45 minutes, whether people want to admit it, they're addicted to that stuff. So yes. she had, you, you got to give it to them because that mm-hmm. is the unconscious addiction, but nobody wants, mm-hmm. like, let's get over these people. They're still together. Like, and I think yes. that's great. Like, come on. I don't know what really happened, but you know, this unconscious addiction, because, you know, when you find something that works, like force or manipulation, and, you know, I'm a social worker, I work with mentally ill people, I, you know, I'm, you know, clinical, but bottom line, depression is like the worst thing. Depression is like the, it's, it's like you have a scale of 10, depression is like the worst thing. And right above mm-hmm. depression is like anger. And that actually mm-hmm. feels better than depression. But here's the problem. We don't come out of anger. Yeah. We go right back down into depression. So then somebody offends yeah. us. Somebody insults us. He don't call back. He don't text message. You know, and then we slip right back into anger because at the, it, it feels better than depression. And it so is. that's the thing is that, you know, what are we going to give our children, ourselves, to, to, to take it a, the next step up? If, if depression is 10, anger is 9, how can we get to 8? And that's mm-hmm. why I love this show. Because, you know, it's really just as easy as just going to eight. I don't need you to get to bliss in nirvana. <laughs> you just need to figure out how do I go from angry to this got nothing to do with me. How do you right. have that self-talk, right? <laughs> and so I know right. we're coming up with 35 minutes left, and so I think now is the perfect time to talk about the the little old man. Uh, old man gate. <laughs> Yes. You know, there there were about, so many you know? principles that, and, and, and things that I, I grasped out of that experience. And like I said, you know, that was three weeks ago now, and I'm still getting little pieces out of that. Um, so what, you want me to share the story? Yes. You're in your car. Okay. <laughs> I'm in my car. I'm driving, right? I'm coming downhill. I'm in Montclair. Montclair is a, you know, an affluent white community. Um, I'm mm-hmm. I'm coming down the hill, and uh, this man, little old man, um, um, comes off of the intersection and, and merges onto my road. So he's just like 
in my mind, driving like an idiot, right? Driving incredibly mm-hmm. slowly. He's like smashing on his brakes in front of me. Like I'm like, what is this guy doing, right? So at first, I'm I'm a little irritated by it, but you know, I, I keep driving. I'm just like, you know, I'm almost to my destination. I'll be glad when I can get from behind this idiot, right? This is the conversation I'm having in my head. Not the best conversation, but good. It, but, you this know, is I'm good. We're going to walk through this. <laughs> We're walk through so <laughs> after so a few more t- a few more times, he he keeps doing this smashing on his brakes things, but he's smashing on his brakes apparently because of you know like little potholes in the road, but. You know, it's like I'm getting frustrated because this is apparently somebody who's not, you know, if he thinks he's got to stop at every crack in the road, like, he's got to be insane, right? So right. I, I, I finally, one time I almost hit him. And so I'm like, okay, what the heck is going on? You know, he's smashing on his brakes. You know, what do I do right now? So he pulls in front of me a little bit further, blocks off the intersection, and I'm like, okay, now I'm kind of shifting into a little bit of fight or flight mode because I don't know what's going on anymore. So I try and get around him. I'm literally a block away from my destination. I try to get around him. He cuts me off. This guy just starts getting very, very aggressive, cuts me off, sideswipes my car. I'm in a rental car. So, of course, the last thing I want to do is, like, get into an accident in this rental car that I just picked up. Well, even more than that, I didn't want to be in – more than that, I didn't want to be in an accident in my my real car. So, anyway, I don't want to be in an accident at all. So, he sidewipes my car, like, really, really hard and, like, you know, make sure that he stays in front of me. So, now a battle ensues, right? (laughs) So, I'm like, okay, he won't let me get around him. I'm livid now. Of course, he done sideswipes a car. I don't know if there's damage, all of this stuff. So we we keep going, trying to get down the hill still. Keeps doing the smashing on the brakes thing, back and forth, all of this stuff. By now, it's a wrap. My head is gone. I jump out of the car. In my mind, somehow I thought I was going to jump out of the car and have a calm conversation about getting some insurance information. And after it, I'm laughing. What was I thinking? So he jumps out of the car. It's a little old man. He jumps out of the car, and he's, like, cussing me out. He calls me a bitch, all of this stuff. He's, you know, I'm the, I'm, I'm a police officer, you bitch, or something like that, he says. I mean, it's bad now, right? Whoa. Somehow, some way, in the heat of all of this, I'm able to hear this tiny little voice that is ever so quiet in my head telling me, Nikki, just get back in the car. So I look at the car. There's miraculously no damage on the car. Miraculously. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even know how that happened. So he's like, and he's going off and yelling at me and stuff, and I'm like, I'm just getting out of the car because you just sideswiped me. And he's like, no, you're, you know, he he tries to flip the story and all of this stuff, and I look at the car and I see that there's no damage, and I no longer have any argument, right, other than my ego is bruised at this point, very heavily bruised, right? And so I'm like, he's just going off at me, cussing me out. I never cuss at him. I simply tell him, dude, just get in the car and go away. Just go. 
And my ego, right, because ego is loud. Ego, like you said, anger feels better than depression, right? I wasn't tucking my Mm -hmm. tail between my legs feeling bad for myself. That anger beast popped up like, let's fight, get it, Nick, you know? And so I'm having to tame the beast called my ego who wants to fight and Mm -hmm. show this little old man a lesson, you know? But that quiet little voice is just like, Nikki, no, no. And, of course, here I, here I am being called a bitch by a little old white man, right? Mm-hmm. And immediately mm-hmm. I, can feel, I can hear my ego go, he wanted to call you a black bitch. And, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, <sighs> you know, just like, Nikki, calm down. And I can feel that anger just raging. And somehow I managed to just get back in the car, turn my little car around and drive off back in the other direction because I had missed my turn, like, chasing after him, thinking, you know, thinking whatever. I was ready for whatever. He want to fight? Let's fight. You know what I'm saying? But that little voice is like, Nikki, you don't need a little bloodied old man body in the middle of Montclair, like, on account of you being angry right now. The car is not damaged. Mm. There is nothing that he has done. There is nothing that he has done. I don't care how angry you are right now. There's nothing that he's done that would warrant you. I mean, can, I mean, I don't, can you imagine me, like, fighting somebody in the middle of my class? That's insane. <laughs> and so I, I just had to get back in my car and turn around. You would be like Oprah. You would be like Oprah in color purple when she was in that town. <laughs> I was ready. That's what, that's I was ready. You know, so and my ego, my ego, and 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 really, that was. I mean, that experience will. Go, and I keep driving, and I, I I ride past like there's some construction workers on the side of the road who had apparently, you know, watched the whole thing happen, and they're laughing, and my ego is like, they laughing at you, you know. My ego is doing everything in its power to get me to, you know, fight to do. To, right. to follow out the program, right? Because the program, the program says, the program says you're a woman being called a bitch by a man. There are certain protocols that you need to be following right now, i.e., fighting. You know, mm-hmm. because that's the program. The program says you're a black woman in the middle of Montclair being called a bitch by a white man. The program. Everything about the program said I needed to be fighting right now, Coley Cole, okay? Mm-hmm, and somehow, mm-hmm. somehow I just I just drive off. And, and, you know, the last little hit from my ego is like, that's all you got, Nick? <laughs> you know, my ego is like, that's it? We just, we just turn it around? And... <laughs> The incredible thing about that experience was as as simple as my action was in that moment, just to simply get in my car and turn away, just walk away from the fight, is as impactful as that experience really was in, in my in, in my growth, right? Because here I was with this major challenge where everything in me said it's time to fight. And somehow mm-hmm. 
I manage to listen to that little voice that's way more quiet than my ego, right? Because I used to think the one that's talking the loudest is that's the winner, you know? But somehow I just to say. that's how we oh, grow up in our households. <laughs> you got to fight. You got to fight. Good fight words. You got to just go, the, you know? The, the one who's talking the loudest. But like you said, that's how we grow that's up the winner. in our culture. It's the one who's talking the loudest is the winner. Right. So why right. wouldn't we think that in our head? Why would we carry right. that right over? To our internal dialogue. Right. But the truth is, the one that's yelling the loudest, the one that's bullying everybody, is really the one that's the most insecure. That's really the one that we we got to stop listening to because they will get us in trouble every single time. And it's funny because I thought to myself, I've had experiences in my life where my ego is raging, that fire is, is burning, and that little quiet voice will be like, nah, Nate, don't do it. And I don't listen. And I can, I can see mm-hmm. through experience what going down that direction, the, the direction of the, the voice that's screaming, I can see where that's gotten me. I can see. Mm-hmm. And so what, what, I, what I got from that was, was so many different things. One of, one of the biggest lessons that I got out of that, that was really my first experience in no thingness. Right, we I, I had been reading about it for years, but it never made sense to me. You know, how can I be not a woman? I'm physically a woman. That's not possible. How can I not be, you know, a, a melanated woman? That's physically not possible, right? But in that moment, mm-hmm. I was none of those things because I simply chose mm. to identify with my spirit in that moment, mm. not my ego. Because if I would have if I would have listened to identify with and listened to my 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 ego, then I would have had to play off the programming, and then y'all would have been seeing a news line about Nikki, you know, beating up a little, you know, old man, homicide, you know, whatever the case may be, some mm-hmm. craziness. Mm-hmm. Simply behind mm-hmm. me being mad at that moment, his his word mm-hmm. his word didn't hurt. That, him calling me out my name that did that didn't do nothing to me. That didn't hurt me. Because that hurt you my know, ego identify- a little bit with the program anymore, but you're starting to detach from the program. Right, right, right. right. So in that moment, I was not a woman because the programming of a woman said I needed to do X, Y, and Z. I was not, Mm -hmm. I was not any color. I was, I was nothing in that moment, but simply Mm. the identification of my spirit. And my spirit was talking Mm. to me like, I'm cool. I ain't I ain't tripping off anything. Let's go on about our day. <laughs> so simply because I chose to identify with my spirit, I what I what I did in that moment too was to really liberate myself from having to obsess over that experience all day long. Even if I would have just allowed myself to cuss him back out, right? Because my ego is mm-hmm, like, at mm-hmm. least cuss him out, you know, at, at yeah. the very least. But if yeah. I would have engaged in that. I would have been obsessing about it all day long, all week long, all month long, mm-hmm. all year long, mm-hmm. obsessing. And then every time I drove down that street, I got to think about old man, you know. But now when I think about old man, old man is really, he was a mirror for me in that moment, for me to see. See, because mm-hmm. that was the other thing also in being no thingness. See, because when I was driving down the road right before it happens and as it's happening, I'm listening to my inner peace class. On, on the recording. So it pissed me off even more because I'm like, this isn't supposed to be happening to me. I'm, Come I'm, on. I got my 
inner peace. I'm so zen. I'm so peaceful. I'm so I'm so enlightened. I'm so elevated. This isn't supposed to be happening to me. Come what? On. You know, I'm Come just on. totally out Sell of it. source at the moment. But what I said was, you know what? As as I I was not a woman in that moment. I was not a black woman in that moment. I was also not inner peace at that moment. I was simply nothing. Because guess what? The universe don't care about how peaceful you think you are. You got to prove that. And the only way Mm -hmm. to prove it is through experiences. So the the universe was really testing me at the moment to see, like, yeah, you talk all this inner peace stuff. You so quantum. You so this. You so that. Show me. Mm -hmm. Show me. Mm Mm-hmm. And there were no trumpets blowing. God didn't part the clouds and fart on me after it was over. None I'm of that so happened. I'm glad you said that because people really want that. I wanted that for the longest. I thought the angels were supposed to, like, come out with the, with the, with the guidance. So thank you for that. Thank you for that. <laughs> nothing, nothing. You know, I didn't disappear and become a Christian. Light, you know, none of this out. craziness. None of that happened. It was simply this very quiet voice that said, you did good, kid. You did good. Mm. That's it. That's it. And and, uh. and and as I've continued to think about it, I'm no longer attached to the, the emotion that I felt in that moment. I'm simply attached to, wow, what a great learning experience that was. <laughs> That's it. Oh, my goodness. And listen to that laugh. I can hear the freedom in that. I mean, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful I, and that's laugh. What it, I, can, it, I can see the smile. Me. Mhm. Yeah, I can. From, it, it frees, frees me. you from an unconscious addiction. Addiction. You gotta think to like to the, that ego. <laughs> that ego. Yeah. It's like to the ego. What? We're not gonna. Cr- it, we don't realize on some level. Nobody likes to feel disrespected because we know we are phenomenal and and amazing beings. We know mm-hmm. it. So when we experience any type of disregard to who we know ourselves to be. The ego comes in like, no, 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 we're not having it. It's just the way the right. ego goes about it. It's not really in alignment with our. But at the same time, you got to appreciate that little program that really is trying to tell us we know we are phenomenal and great. And we, you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, there's so many things. But in that moment, I heard you say I was no thingness, which means I wasn't attached to this, the, 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 the ego. I wasn't attached to the circumstance. I wasn't attached to what I thought it, it should be, could be, would be. And so in that moment, you broke free from something. You, you broke free with awareness. And yeah. look at how it's just playing out. You're like, three weeks later, I'm still seeing things. And, I mean, one yeah. instant. Oh, may, now, may I share? Look at all this fruit. Yes. Right. I, 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 I got another lesson out of, out of that this week, and it was, he was also showing me, slow down, slow down, just in general. And I thought about that yesterday as I was I was actually in the car doing my my inner peace um, exercise. I am I am first. I am love, right? And even mm-hmm. when I write it down, like on, on my quantum analysis sheet, you know, normally I'll do it. Yesterday it was one of the rare occasions I didn't do it like first thing in the morning, right? But that quantum analysis mm-hmm. sheet it, or that inner peace analysis sheet is so important because, you know, I'm able to see day to day how I'm doing. But 
Come on. What I realize, normally I'll give myself, you know, because I'm good about doing my I am first, I am love, right? I'm good about it. Normally I'll give them nine. Yeah. You did good today, right? But even <laughs> yesterday where I had been kind of beating myself up because I didn't do it very, very first thing in the morning and I just did it while I had some quiet time in the car. In the moment, in the space of being able to just do it in my car, for whatever reason, I just did it. I just did it really, really slow. I, I made, I took the time to just really enunciate my words and really just say it. And I was like, wow, that that felt a little different for me. That felt a little more powerful. Just, I am first. Whereas normally, you know, I'm just kind of trying to, you know, that force comes in again, like you were talking about. You, you're just trying to get it done, right? And mm-hmm, I'll usually feel mm-hmm. good about about it and feel like I'm getting it done and it's all good. I'll give myself a nine. But well, yesterday, no, so I was I, like. I, so what I hear, and, and I love this, what you just said, that force comes in and I just want to get it mm-hmm. done. We have an addiction to getting things done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we I, like I need it. to get we like 100 things done today. Done. Here you go. Yeah, I, I, what, I, I can do it all. The fact that you were like, wait a minute, this is for me. Can I get yeah. into this? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to just yeah. get this done. I want to, I'm doing this for me. This is, I don't want to get me done. What is that? Right. What, is that? what does that look right. like? So that's right. awesome. So I was like, just even, just be intentional, be very intentional in in this journey mm-hmm. and in the things that I'm doing. And I tie that back to the old man because I was driving back down that same road very shortly Come thereafter on. after having that realization. And I was like, here I was so frustrated with feeling like he needed to be on his way too because I'm on my way. I'm trying to get somewhere. He got to get out the way, right? You know, feeling mm-hmm. I'm feeling frustrated because he was taking his time getting around every single crack in the road. You know, they drove me crazy. Thought about it, and I said, at the same time, he was being very intentional, and maybe his because he was very passionate about me slowing the hell down. You know, me me mm-hmm. waiting with him, right? But and I was I impatient in that I moment. I won't hurry up and get. Oh, oh, you ain't got to drive so far across these tracks. Hurry up, you know. Right. And I realized he was very passionate and feeling like and I needed to slow and he down was very in that moment. Clear. Yeah, and he was very clear. So about here what he, he was, this mirror. Right. Wow. Here he was, this mirror. Like, yeah, you got all that other stuff. Yeah, you was no seeing this in that moment. Good for you. Blah blah blah. But what I was also telling you is to slow down. Mm. And, and that was something that was powerful for me because I'm like, ooh, you know, here I am very often, often, you know, I have this addiction to feeling like I need to, I'm not moving fast enough. I need mm-hmm. to be like more done. I, I feel you it. only got 100 things done this week? How about 200? You know, let, you know let's, let's get this stuff done, you know. And and as as I really deepen into this this peace thing, this enlightenment thing, this whatever whatever you want to call it, the crazy yeah. thing is, it's still constantly telling me to slow down even more. And I'm like, mm. but I feel like I'm not being productive enough. I need to be doing more. And that thing mm. is like, no, I still want you to slow down some more. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that I'm really getting is like. Here I was thinking that success in life 
is measured by how much you get done, right? Quantity. But what I'm also realizing now, nah, success in life is about the quality that you give to mm-hmm. the things that you do. Are you are you present in this journey, right? Because once it's all said and done, and you didn't you didn't make the goal, it's over. It's done. But what did you get in the journey? What did you get in the process? And you're not going to get nothing mm-hmm. out of the process if you don't slow down. Woo! Well, oh, I just need to share that. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the hair on my arms over here is up. <laughs> I mean, that you know what? I know that was for somebody today. I know that was for today. And does that what they say? I know that was for somebody today. <laughs> I mean, that was. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not touching that. We're gonna. We're gonna let that be what that is. That was phenomenal. Phenomenal. We have a couple of minutes left on the line. This was our first first call, y'all. So everybody who stayed on the line, we are so appreciative. So appreciative for, for you sticking with us uh, because, you know, that w- we're not talking just to hear ourselves. We get excited to hear what's going to come out. I think, I think Nikki got excited <laughs> to hear what just came out. So <laughs> we never know what, what, what in quantum and in spirit and light is going to come through us. Uh, so it's always exciting. Um, I do want to mention, and, you know, since you've stayed on the line this long, um, very, very appreciative that let's see, let's see, let's see what uh Noble Ampu has in store, what the priesthood has in store for you. Um if you head over to the imaginationguru.com, the imaginationguru G U R U dot com. And if you join the mailing list, uh the priesthood is doing a free teleclass on Thursday at nine PM Eastern time. So uh, you got to join the mailing list in order to get the details, right? That's how it works. Um, and so we're hoping if you're not already a member, if you haven't already joined the, the mailing list, you head on over there. And, uh, you know, what, what, I mean, that was just, I'm still trying to slow down. That is my takeaway. Uh, <laughs> that is my takeaway. But there were a lot of takeaways, but that just summed it up. Because in the, in the ability or in the willingness, because you, you know what I'm hearing, Nikki? I'm hearing you, you, you're exercising your willpower. And I know people mm. say willpower. Yes, you got to have willpower, lose weight, willpower, do this, willpower, do that. But really mm. for me, I like to say your power is in what you will do. Mm. Your power is in, you know, you and I with this talk show, Nova Ampu, on some let's go. Will we? Will we? Will we do it? Will we pull it together and, it? and really stop hee hee and ha ha? And will we actually, you know, honor that inspiration that came to us? And and when you listen to that small voice with the little mm-hmm. old man, you literally are honoring whatever that is inside of you. So that you know, people call it obedience. People call it humility. People call it, but you exercise. Your power to get in line with with what what your inner being knows is for you, and that's I mean, 
It is that easy. I know there's a lot of noise and a lot of chitter chatter, and we have old impressions from families that you know we have to delete. And I, I, I mean, uh, over at the IG, we have some wonderful practices that can help us kind of delete some of those old things. But I'm really hearing that you are standing in your power of your will. I will get in that car. I will. But miraculously, there was no damage to your car. So how awesome is that? Right. And that you're still having realizations that here is this person who was just basically very clear, I will, what you will and what you won't do. I will not speed up on this road and go in these potholes and risk messing up my car for nobody. He was very clear. He was, he was, he was in his willpower. I have the power, and I will not. So, you know, I think that's kind of what I, my takeaway as I'm listening to you is, you know, what you will and what you won't. You have to know. You got to start listening to that voice, and then your power is in what you will and what you won't. I said three weeks ago, I'm, I'm not going to drink coffee, you know, just for me, because basically I, I drink coffee just because I like to load it up with sugar. And so I mm-hmm. said, come on, you can't really you can't really be eating cake for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So, but that's Nicole. So I have to replace it with tea. Like that was my thing because what, you know, my power is in what I will do. So if I just say I'm not going to drink coffee, there's no power there. But if I have power in saying I will drink tea, now I'm empowered. And so mm-hmm. I would just really appreciate you sharing, you know, because what you basically said is I will slow down. I will. I will exercise my power, and I will slow down so that I can get what's for me. Because you're, I mean, that's just, I love what you shared. Um, I, that, that's my takeaway. Do you want to share your takeaway? <sighs> Everything. <laughs> and, and I agree. That, that's, I, I think, think, I think the there. slowing down is, is really, is my takeaway, too. And, and that's something I've just been, it's like I'll get like a little gym and I'm, you know, I'm going to turn it over and examine it and, and all of this stuff. But but the slowing down and, and, and also my takeaway is just we're, we're talking about the choice in this life to who who you going to identify with. What team you rolling with? You rolling with ego or you rolling with spirit? And and mm-hmm. I've found so much comfort in I, I, what I realize is that all of these experiences and so many other experiences that I've had and, and didn't touch on, but each of them really serve to to confirm and to really deepen many of this, the, the ideas that I'm, I'm pondering and, and thinking on, right? Mm-hmm. But... Mm-hmm. All of these experiences have been, many of the experiences that I've been having lately is what I mean to say, have simply been about confirming that this new direction that you're going, trusting yourself, trusting your spirit, listening to that little voice, these experiences are simply about confirming that that little, that crazy little voice that, that seems to make you rebel against Many of the things that you've become accustomed to, become programmed in, that's that's the ultimate. That's that's the one you need to be following and listening to, because for so long mm-hmm. I had been programmed into this this ego consciousness. You know, somebody mm-hmm. said something to offend me, I gotta react. You know, somebody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did something I didn't like, I gotta react. 
that's that's that ego consciousness and, and like you said the anger that 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 emotion that comes up in that that's very affirming we know that that's real you can mm-hmm. feel it you can feel that fire right mm-hmm. and so that mm-hmm. that becomes comforting for us like it does. Yeah, it does. It feels better. I cut that old pressure. man out, you know. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's it's trying to get that power back, you know. Like, mm-hmm. you know. But you know what I'm hearing when I hear you talk, and you say that it, that that spirit, which team you're rolling with. What I'm hearing you, and I, this is my visual. I'm very visual. Is I, as I hear you say, when I'm rolling with spirit more and more, you know, the fear starts to go away, and so if the fear starts to go away then the need for force starts to go away. And when you can hear that voice and then you listen to it and it turned out so well, then you really start to trust something. And so all those thoughts of not being good enough that we talked about, a fear of failure, a fear of not being good enough, and a fear of not knowing the way start to dissipate. And so now you don't need force. You don't need manipulation. Because now you're going to start experiencing the miraculous events that there was no damage to your car. I mean, let's not forget that, people. No damage to her car. I mean, so <laughs> the fact that you walked away from that technically, uh, what's it, scratch-free right. is like, wow. <laughs> We're unscathed, right? And now you have this mm-hmm. freedom and you're laughing about it. And now when something else pops up, you have this cornerstone, you have this touchstone that you can be like, oh, I know, I, I don't have to be afraid that it's not going to work out because I think bullying, I think toxic relationships, um, the reactive stuff is just because a lot of times we're, we're, we're just too full for any of the good to come in. We're full of the program, you know, mm. and so we can't hear that voice. We haven't emptied it out because people tell you, you don't want to feel empty. You don't want to be empty, but please believe, like, you want to be empty. At the end of the day, we do our inner peace because you want spirit to pour more into you. But if you're not empty, if you're scared to let go of the idea, I have to be strong. I have to be a super parent. You know, I'm a, I'm a single black mother with three boys, you know, and it's scary right now. You know, the other thing is it's scary right now. But, you know, the, the, re, the thing is, is there is something inside of you. You are never alone. There is something inside of you, within you, surrounding you that, that will, is always with you. Um, and so that's, I just appreciate everything that you shared today. And, again, um, if you're on the line, head over to theimaginationguru.com. Get on the mailing list, um, you know, because there's some wonderful, expansive uh, conversations, and you can pick up practices because I have to practice this. I mean, this is not something you and I, you know, like, oh, this is who we are. Follow us. <laughs> we're, you know, we're always, I'm a, I, tell, I, tell, I tell people I'm a practicing parent. Like, you know, doctors have a medical practice. Uh, attorneys have a practice. They're never, they're practicing physicians. They're not like the end all be all. So, you know, we're practicing parents. We're practicing wives. We're practicing friends. You know, we're never going to have it all together. So um, I'm grateful for everybody who stayed on the line. I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, what are we talking about next week? Let's see. Let's see. Ooh, we are talking about the poor, righteous teacher complex next week. Uh-uh. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So uh, we're going to jump into that. But I know my takeaway is to slow down 
I thank everybody who stayed on the line. We'll go ahead and get our emails up in the uh, content uh, episode information uh, section so that you can reach out to us um, if, you, if something resonated. I love to hear when things resonate. Um, We've got a couple minutes left, so grateful to the priesthood, grateful to Nova and Pooh for pushing us ladies and bugging us and saying, okay, what's the problem? Where you at? Let's go. Um, <laughs> if you're looking at the picture, the one on the left is actually Nicole. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> and the one on the right is Nikki with the hat. She looks so cool. She looks way cooler than me. And, I, like, I don't know. That, that, that whole picture of me, like, please know, I don't, I don't wear that every day. I feel really kind of like I'm misleading you all. Like, I, I do have a lot to say and share, but I, I am not by any means, like, <laughs> I just, I, I, I find that funny. We'll have to fix that. We'll get a new picture. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not really that cool. Like, I just, that was a really cool yeah, picture. And I was like, yeah, so let's cool send it over and see if it works. <laughs> so cool. I'm like, don't you look real cool? And I'm like, kindergarten teacher over there. What, what the, man. <laughs> We're going to have to take some pictures together. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, do we have time to see, um, to take questions, you think? Oh, gosh, we one minute left. We talked so much. Is anybody, I don't know how it works. Wait, wait, wait. I don't know if anybody can raise their hand or, I know, I'm looking, I'm looking. If anybody wants to come on with us the last minute and speak on anything, that's more than welcome. But I think anybody, we're um... anybody? Oh, wait. This person's okay. Hello? Hi. How are you are doing? You there? Good. Yes. Good. How Can are you, you guys? I just appreciate the show so much. My name is Talaba. I'm from Minneapolis. And um, I want to go back to the parenting thing about um, one of the things that stood out to me was when you were saying that uh, we chose our parents. And along with that, we chose the time in which we would carnate. And so when we look at all the things that are going on in the world, then there's, you know, there's that inner thing that um, I don't don't know how to explain it, but I think that everything that you were saying is so spot on. Uh, You mentioned uh, grandmothers. And I know today that a lot of the grandmothers are wearing Daisy Dukes and, you know, hanging out at the clubs <laughs> and stuff. And I happen to be 65, and I have come through the time when my my parents got married. My mother was 15. I think my dad was 17, possibly just wow. 18. And uh, they got married a few days before Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving uh, morning, they separated, and my dad had moved to from from the south to Kansas City, Missouri, and my mom, you know, also being from the south but was raised in Kansas City, she went to her parents' house, and he went to his uncle and aunt's house in Kansas City, Kansas. Well, fortunately, these families are connected from way back from slavery on, and mm-hmm. they were like, uh, no, <laughs> we're not having it. So the two families came together for Thanksgiving. And so every time, not just not just that time for them, but any time, and I'm just showing you how things have changed for us, uh, in particular our people. We, You know, every time something went on, 
the family was there to say, hey, hold up, wait a minute. So as I grew up, mm-hmm. I stopped being the oldest daughter. My brother older than me had cerebral palsy. So I spent a lot of time on the farm with my grandmother. And I'm saying that that uh, these people partied, but we didn't go to no damn babysitter. Mm-hmm. We we partied until they turned the blue lights on. And when the blue lights came on, the girls went in one room and the boys went in the other. You know, so you were at home. And these people partied until 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and then they was at Sunday school. And then you had a big family dinner. But they all worked together. And I think the system that you're talking about with the media and all these things that keep us running, running and going and programming the thinking and programming the cellular behavior, hmm. if we can go back to the future, if we can grab what we had, and bring it into what's now and pass that on to our children, I know that my generation and my circle, I should say more my circle, you see my circle really uh, being purposeful about grandparenting. And, you know, I still got a little two-step in me. But, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I two-step with the grandbabies around the house, and and, 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 and I'm not saying that I don't, you know, enjoy. I'm, I'm not a clubber, um, but I, I if there's a family reunion or some event I proposes that I get a chance to go out and step, I'm stepping. But come on, my priority is those babies. Yeah, those babies mm. and having and the and the science and the wisdom of indigenous people, especially African people, mm. parenting the grandchildren. Mm-hmm. It's because we got it now, mm-hmm. you know. Right, yeah. right. You didn't, you didn't have the trial with the babies, with your with right. the children. This was the science of it, and all. If you look back before civil rights, all of this this thing happened. To, I mean, there were single moms, but there weren't kids crying. I ain't got no daddy because the whole village mm-hmm. was a part of mm-hmm. that experience. But there were also single fathers that we don't want to talk about. There are single right. fathers. Come on. Uh, my my uncle raised three kids by his wife. That them kids wasn't his, but they my cousins, and I'll break you down if you say they ain't. Mm-hmm. You know. That's right. But mm-hmm. those are my cousins. My uncle was man enough to say, you know what? I'm trying to hold it together. And he wasn't no angel, but at the same time, he took care of my cousins. Um, Mm-hmm. And knowing that those were, his wife had stepped out on him, and then she just abandoned mm-hmm. them all, and that she's right. not the only mm-hmm. one. There are many. So, I'm just saying that 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 if we get that village thing back together, because those old people knew this this stuff that we're talking about now with the quantum, they might not have had the terminology. Mm-hmm. That's what so they true. had. That is, I really appreciate had that. It. Yes. So yeah. Um, that that's basically. I, I just want to appreciate you. And uh, oh, quickly, I'm gonna say that the, the the thing about like you were saying about I get frustrated when I see young women out and they expect their babies with two inch legs to keep up with them, and then they're cursing them and so forth. And it's mm-hmm. made me look at myself as far as being judgmental. And mm-hmm. um, I go to the the yoga center and we're in this 40 days of uh, fasting. And girlfriend, I said I wasn't going to judge people. 
my journal, and it's been one week today. I need to buy a new journal. <laughs> one week. One, I need a new journal because I'm like, oh, why that old big old woman got that? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know. Girl, if you don't take some of that purple out your hair, yellow and green don't go in your hair. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, how judgmental am I? Hmm. You know, this person that's so zen and peaceful and, you know, this grandmother mm-hmm. and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, right. I turned it to mom. So, anyway, thank you, girls. If 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 I'm not, uh, if I, I'm a massage therapist. If I'm not with a client next week at this time, I'll definitely join you. Appreciate your journey. Yay! Sharing with us. Really do. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank we you. appreciate you so much. I'm getting text messages over here about the wisdom you spilling and, and folks loving what you're saying. So thank you. Thank you. Praise spirit. Praise spirit and ancestors. I mean, the thing is that this, this thing is that we are, and, and our and our, and our great and great grandparents knew this, and somehow our parents may have gotten caught up in the um, in the uh, dogma of the Christian text rather than the spirituality of it. But uh, it, it, I, I remember being taught some things. And this shit, my yoga instructor um, shared a story of a friend who has two- or three-year-old son, and the baby is born, and he keeps wanting to spend time with the baby, but he keeps telling his parents he needs to spend time with his sister alone. He said we need we have we have business and you guys and he's furious okay wow and they're like they don't want they want to make sure the baby doesn't get hurt so finally he's so persistent and do you know when they listened in what he said to his sister mm-hmm. he said tell me tell me the truth about God mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm I because I'm forgetting. Tell me about who you are. Tell me about who you are because I'm forgetting. So it made me think about my two granddaughters. Uh, One is now five and the other was two. But when the baby was, say, four or five months, they were talking together in baby talk, and the big girl was talking Mm -hmm. to her, and me and my daughter was looking. They would look at us and crack up laughing. (laughs) <laughs> they were talking, and they knew what each yeah. other were saying. So yes. I'm just saying all of that points back to the truth of who we are, you know, mm-hmm. and how we need to go back and follow the wisdom of the children and learn. And what did they? What is it that the scripture says? Jesus said, um, "Suffer." Wait a minute. He said something. I can't quote it right now because I'm trying too hard. But uh, about going back to the. Chi- coming unto the children. In other words, mm-hmm. he was saying, learn from them, fools. You don't know nothing no more. Yeah. Pay attention to yeah. them. Get your guidance from them. And it's a gospel song, and for some reason I'm trying to sing in my head the gospel song, and I can't think of that scripture the way it actually goes. <laughs> but, uh, yes, okay. Thank you. No, I mean, I'm getting chills. I'm getting chills because... Essentially, what you're saying is it's, it's it's already in you. 
It's already in yes. you. And as a mother and as a parent, but especially as a mother, and my, I have a wonderful father who, who I, I often say I grew up. I grew up, right? From zero to 30, I grew up. But I didn't start getting raised until I was like 34. Mm-hmm. And by raised, I mean my vibration, my frequency, my awareness. None of that started to raise until I had my daughter because that's when my dad stepped in and said, you cannot, you know, you cannot go about this life like that anymore because now you, mm-hmm. you will mess up this one by not knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah. I mean, what you're saying about the children and that, you know, um, you know, I wish all of our daycares were grandparents. <laughs> you know, exactly. because it's just you you have all if come before were. us. You know, you know what it is. You know how the relationship's going. You can look at us and say, Baby, y'all got something going on between you two. I mean, you know, you can see it. And yeah. we as young women, we don't have women who are saying, you know, baby, you gotta think bigger. You gotta get beyond X, Y, Z. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. and so I just really resonate with the fact that you know, tell me, you know, whatever that concept of God is, because I'm forgetting. Because we, as this yes. generation, we're not, imp- we're not, we're, we're, we're. I'm scared to send my daughter to kindergarten. Like she starts kindergarten, and there's oh a part of me that just, I want to <laughs> cry because I, I'm thinking, should I homeschool her? Do I need to win the lottery? Because I, a little part of me is like, my dad's like, hey. You got out of the matrix, but you can't save her from that, Nicole. And I just cry mm-hmm. because it turns into right, wrong. It has to equal to. It, it can only yeah. look like this. And you do forget. You do forget. And so let me, let me say a, this to you, sweetheart. Don't worry about, I mean, it, I would say homeschool, but so that you teach her all the aspects of who she is. But in terms yes. of the world being what it is, you know, and, 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 and if mm-hmm. you're in a position where it doesn't make sense to you financially, because, I mean, you could homeschool her, but is she going to be homeless and hungry if you do? You know. Right. So, uh, so I'm saying if you can homeschool, homeschool. But if not, um, uh, just make sure that this aspect, and that's what that's what I'm talking about, came from my grandmother. And that's how come my, my mother was finally able to give it to me, and she gives it to my children and my dad, up mm-hmm. until he passed, uh, give it to my children and my grandchildren. So don't worry about that because that aspect of it is just what is. And you have what you need to shield her from what is most dangerous. And that, and that shield is that you give her the strength to make her own choices and, de- and decisions mm. from her spiritual center. So make sure you give mm. her what you're getting now, from where you are mm. to who you are now, you know, and, and as far as her arithmetic and, and English and all that, if she's got to go to public or, or, or good quality private, go ahead and allow yourself to do that without guilt and without fear. Thank you. You know, yeah, yeah. Hey, and quickly on women's relationship with women. You know, this is all propaganda bullshit. Excuse my direct French. Mm-hmm. It's bull. Okay? We didn't always have this friction between sisters, like, like all this stuff on TV and, and, and crap. These women came together. They had to. And, yeah, they had their differences, but they worked, that, they worked through that stuff. 
now we're so separated, and that's that's what I say again, going back to the future, going back and grabbing the best of what it was and bringing into you know the now and and giving it to our mm. children so that they don't suffer. The the thing about uh, Beyonce, the the whole thing with that is that's that's an industry. That's not necessarily a mm-hmm. story about her relationship, like everybody talking and because something happened between the sister-in-law and him, and she must have, ah, shut up. <laughs> Just stop it. Enjoy it for the entertainment that it is. If there's a blessing in it for you, extract that from it and get over this whole concept of uh men and women cheating on situations and start to honor yourself and then if you're in a situation where uh, um, uh, you know you're in a don't want you know you want to be exclusive somebody then do that at 65 mm-hmm. years old I'm hoping that my husband is open because I'm not I'm not husband or, or mate I won't even say husband because my whole energy has shifted I'm mm-hmm. Marriage ownership? Oh, oh, mm. how, do, how can I own somebody? You know, my whole attitude about it has changed. I'm not saying that it's for mm-hmm. everybody, but I, you know, you trying to tell people against their very mm-hmm. human nature. You know, mm-hmm. some people's nature is to be uh, polygamous, you know. That's grandma's true. nature right now is polygamy. <laughs> we got we what, 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 what we gonna talk about that, Nikki? I think we're gonna talk about uh, look, Don't get me and started. Week six. <laughs> week, week six, we gonna talk about that. Can women be cool with each other? We gonna talk huh. about that on, on Yeah, week six. we definitely oh, gonna that, get into that one. And you know what? That. My phone is blowing up over here. Folks is texting me with the scripture yeah, um, yeah, that the we'll, sister we'll, was referring so we'll to. That's uh okay. Matthew nineteen fourteen. But Jesus said, mm. suffer little children and forbid them not to come unto me, for of such is the kingdom of heaven. So, you know, they, I, I, I literally got like three text messages like, oh, she's talking about yes. that scripture, man. you know, so they was going to get yes. me if I didn't say it. And that reminds me, uh, Minister Jew got the quantum scriptures coming up um, the first day in yes. June, Sunday, June 26th. That's next Sunday. And I've already heard the, the, the prelude to quantum scriptures and can only imagine what the brother is going to get into uh, with the quantum scriptures. So I, I definitely wanted to throw that out there for folks um, that are interested. You can get the information on um, the imaginationguru.com. Is that the class that is offered? Is that 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 he includes the people who are in the membership group, or is that exactly right? So it's free to members. Yes. Yes. Okay. Great. Great. Ladies, thank you ladies, so much for, for sharing with us. So, no, thank you both. Thank you both, and to uh, Minister Jew and Noble Poo, uh, Noble and Poo, uh, uh, I'm just grateful. And uh, in terms of suffering the little children. Because they what? Read that and sound and see how see how the power of it. Because they are they're there. They know they have that power. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to them and quit stifling them every time. Like when she's falling over her shoestrings that don't exist. Just <laughs> breathe, baby, breathe. Because <laughs> there's something in that that she's showing you, and she don't right. she don't even know. 
Just let it go. Yeah. Right. You're going to learn from Let her trip over them up. invisible shoelaces. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. They imagine friends and we trying to make just, them be she's serious. Probably just, uh, yeah, she's probably just showing us ourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like exactly. you do it all the time, Mom. Yeah, you do right. it all the time. Right. <laughs> or trying to make them be grown up or trying to make them mature or this or that. Let them be because in their innocence is God, mm-hmm. which is yeah. in us. That's beautiful. They yeah. Leave them alone, doggone, hard headed, grown up, including mm-hmm. me at one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing. So so glad you uh, get, that was beautiful. I, and I feel like because Nikki and I were, you know, we're two women and we're demonstrating. So to have, you know, to have a woman who has come before us come in and end it, that was beautiful. Thank you. It really Thank was. You. Two women who came together, lived so close together, didn't know each other, know each other, and are building and have begun a beautiful relationship. Two women, y'all. Two black mm. women, they friends, mm. they growing. Hello, and if they Hello. come into conflict, what's our job? Not to sit up and gossip. If ever conflict comes up, our job, our responsibility to ourselves and to the children, is to help them heal and get past whatever mm. stumbling block there is. Mm. Not to divide mm-hmm. them further. Not to gossip. Stop right. it. Right there, you go. Thank you. I feel like we just got a protection put over us. Yes, ma'am. Call me. 612-730. What's my number? 730-2593. Get into it. Call me. Okay. I told you I got some some text messages coming in. They won't need your contact information, so thank you for throwing that out there. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Call me. Just don't don't let it fester. Don't don't let it. Mm Mm-mm. We're going to get it out. We're going to put the boxing gloves on if that needs to happen. Hmm. You know, and I'm Thank talking you. to all the sisters. Because our brothers can't heal until we do. We hmm. Did they come Ooh. with the wound? Wounded wound now. I, well, you know we and know. And single sisters, you are not fathers. Tomorrow hmm. is their, uh, Sunday is their day. Yes. Day. I, yes. All props. My like, daughter is with her father. All props. <laughs> You dig? I give a single sister who has had no help, I give you all of yours. But you did not lay there and have that child without his, uh, unless you got inseminated, and that even was still somebody's sperm. You are mm-hmm. not a male. You are mm-hmm. not a father. And it just don't work, baby. It just let Thank it go. You. Thank You've you. You've done yeah. great. I'm proud of you, and I'm grateful right. for you. But right. let the man have his say. Hey, and you know what that might be is it might be a reflection of us expecting God to part the clouds and 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 blow the trumpets and fart on us. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. You did a beautiful job, Mother. But Sunday is not your day. No, <laughs> don't buy yourself no, no roses no. for that day. Buy yourself some roses today. Today, no, thank you. Yeah, buy you some roses. Put some petals in the. Uh, bathtub, enjoy yourself, you know, pamper yourself. All right, ladies, I hate to go, but we're going to go ahead yeah. and I'll end it on, in the studio. We um, And it's, it's Taliba? Yes.
Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you. So we'll we'll save your number so when you call in, we'll know that's you. And, uh, you know, we're grateful for everybody who stayed on the line. And uh, we'll go ahead and close out. Everybody enjoy the rest of your day. And and we'll see you next week. Ladies, make sure you follow up on trying to put together something. I can be included if you want on on when we're trying to so that you are protected from things that just human nature come up so the sisterhood is good. I would love to see that somehow. Okay, we appreciate you for that. All right. Thank you. Peace All right. Thanks, you. family. All right, I'm going to hit this button. You out? You ready? Ah. <laughs> We're going to end it. It's done. Done. First Bye. one in the books. <laughs>